You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. Come on, you've got to shout. Let's go. Come on. Wow. Wow. Just so you guys all know, everything he said, excuse me for people who have faint of hearing, you might, you might not catch some frequencies that come out of my mouth. But everything that Pastor Matt said was true with Lilo, like, ah, I'm going to kill you. It's all real. <clears throat> Man. <laughs> Let me tell you, my body physically is beat. My voice is spent. I'm drained. But spiritually, I'm alive. I am filled up. Man. The Bible says that, oh yeah, take a seat, sorry. <laughs> I'm new to being up here. <laughs> the Bible says that, what does it benefit a man if he gains the whole world? If he gains physicality, if he gains the money, if he gains the wealth, but loses his soul. And so my body, I feel like I've lost like the physicality of it, but my spirituality is revived and I feel better, which is weird. If I have to break down what Emerge was, the scope of Emerge, I would say that the men found their true identity in who we are. <clears throat> in the book of Genesis, it says that we were created in the likeness and image of God. In God's image, we were created. So what's the likeness of God? Well, in Exodus 15, 3, it reads, the Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. So what is he like? He's a man of war. So we are warriors. So we found a, a new strength. We're not sitting here to uh, sit back and reserve and let the world go to crazy and hectic. We're meant to go out and take territory. That's what a warrior does. They fight. Mm. And Emerge was... Uh, it's not all about the physicality that you guys saw. The video is all about the tug of war, the guys blasting each other. That's just a glimpse. It gives us a taste of what's happening in the spiritual. It's a, it's a battle. It's a fight. It shows you what you have to do. I found that what an emerge, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> I found what? An emerged man is. <clears throat> you know, let me talk about my voice real quick. My voice is damaged from shouting in victory. There was a war. And, and, and let me tell you, the devil's voice is gone from screaming and shouts of defeat. Come on. Come on. You saw in the video that we rank the guys, they said that we took top 10, and there was a San Diego team that took first. But it's not about who wins the trophy. The true winners are the ones who, when they take the burdens, which we all had to have a two by four on our back, and we write down, it's a vulnerable moment, what you're going through. You know, there's some real stuff, pornography addiction, drug addiction, um, you know, affairs, um, 
people who are idolizing money, just everything you can think of is on the board, and you have to wear it. And it's kind of annoying wearing that. And God doesn't want you carrying those burdens. He doesn't want you carrying those burdens. So the real winners of Emerge are the guys at the end of the conference who when we take off that burden and we pray over you and then we cast it into a fire and we declare that it is gone and that makes you a winner. Quick story, quick God story of what Emerge did for me in my life. Two years ago, uh, I got an invite to go to Emerge. Had no clue what it was. I thought it was kind of like a Christian festival, you know, kind of like Burning Man, but instead of the devil, it's God. You know? And uh, at that point in my life, I was uh, addicted to cocaine, doing a lot of ecstasy, addicted to pornography. I was depressed, severely depressed, um, suicidal, and trying to see the future, my vision for my life was dull, and uh, I couldn't have any joy in thinking of what I could become because I was so focused on what was in my past. And um, I came to Emerge and just got freaking radically rocked, radically rocked. And, and the, the things that I put on my burden two years ago was everything that I was going through, the depression, the suicide, drug addiction. And uh, after that uh, conference, we cast it in the fire. And I'll tell you what, I've been free from every single one of those since then. The Bible says that the life of the righteous, of the upright, spirals upwards. And so... Two years later, last weekend, I spiraled upwards to a point where I'm leading a team. I went from cocaine addiction, suicidal depression, to leading a, a team. Come on. God is so good. And, and the, the burdens that I wrote this year were not the same burdens as last year, two years ago which is cool. It shows you that, man, you're making progress and you're going towards the vision and the purposes that God has for you in your life. So no matter where you're at in life, whatever you're going through, and you're here in this church, it makes you the smartest people in Salt Lake City. God's taking you to where you need to go. Um, real quick, so my, my two brothers, my wife and I, Savannah. Savannah, stand up, baby, stand up. I love you, baby. Isn't she so beautiful? Guys say, I got the most beautiful woman in the world. Well, Savannah always asks, she's like, do you think there's life outside of Earth? And, you know, it's a big universe. Which I don't think there is, but she's like, do you? I'm like, baby, I don't think so. But if there is, you're not the most beautiful woman in the world. You're the most beautiful woman in the Milky Way. That's what I tell her. <laughs> in the Milky Way. But real quick, so my two brothers, um, they were going through, um, currently, they're going through, well, not anymore, uh, three days ago, they were going through the same struggles that uh, I was two years ago. And my wife and I, every time we pray together, um, we always keep our family in our prayers, always. And uh, one of the prayers is we want every single one of our family members to come to know the Lord. 
because we don't want to, I think they're saved. We don't want to have that mindset. We want to have the mindset of, oh, I know they're saved. And so we've been praying for my brothers, and uh, my mom's been praying for my brothers and my dad. And, <clears throat> and they, I told them, I, was, I said, you guys are coming to emerge because I knew if I could just get them there, God would do the rest. And so at the end of the conference, uh, my brothers come up to me and they're like, hey, uh, can you baptize us? And I'm like, yeah, I just don't know. What, what are the words again? What do I say? <laughs> and so I was like, let's just head down to the, uh, to the baptism pool. And I'm just pumped. And I'm like, my mom is going to be freaking out. And so we're walking down there. And I'm just trying to think, like, what are the words? Like, I know they whisper something. And I couldn't look, at, look them up because there was no service out there. <laughs> so I get down there. And uh, we get to the pool. And there's a bunch of men around it. And uh, I see Pastor Vince just standing there. Just a big old smile on his face. And, how many people know that righteous men are found in righteous places? Pastor Vince. And he goes, he goes, you boys getting dunked? And we're like, oh yeah. He's like, come on, I'll do it with you. Which is really cool because I saw my wife and Pastor Vince baptize my mother-in-law, Kat. And uh, it was just prophetic that, and kind of ironic that my, I was going to do it uh, Pastor Vince and my, my own family now. And so we go into the pool, and uh, thank goodness pa- Pastor Vince was there because I don't know if you've seen my brothers, but they're big dudes. They're big dudes. And uh, part of baptisms, going down and coming back up, they just throw it down if it was just me. And, <laughs> they would have stayed under. <laughs> so Pastor Vince and I, we were able to baptize both of my brothers, and I can gladly say that they are changed. Come on. Real quick, um, ladies and everyone besides the men who didn't go, let me tell you what to expect out of an emerged man, a man of God. There's five things. First thing is we're going to have a job, okay? And if the woman is the breadwinner, that's okay, but the man's going to have a job. It may not be bringing in income, but he has ownership of somewhere in the family. Second thing is, we're going to know how to hear from God. The man will lead spiritually in the area for everyone in his family. Number three is, we're not too proud to deal with our family dysfunctions. And that's not just, you know, where we're going for our holidays. It's, there's generational curses that come through the family. And at, with Emerge Man, it stops with us so we don't pass it on to our kids. Last two are, uh, number four is, we're not afraid to confront evil. We don't compromise. There's a crisis of courage in America right now where there's louder voices taking our country to the wrong direction. But an emerged man stands up and says, no, this is where we draw the line, and we fight back. And then lastly, an emerged man teaches their children how to fight. We're not victims, we're victors. We correct and discipline them. And so that's all I got for you guys. Corey, why don't you stand up?
Hey, give it up for Corey Ross. He's going to come in and take it over. You'll have to excuse me. Uh, the weather's a little different here in Salt Lake. It's a lot hotter. I'm, I'm, it's a lot cooler here than it is down there. I've got to. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry about the dust. I've been in battle. Okay. <laughs> Guys, let me tell you something. Through this adventure, I have found where my armor is. This last few days, my armor, it's right here. It's my team. My team gave me so much through this event. I'm telling you, this is my, this is my armor. A year and a half ago, I was a broken man. I, I was not going to be saved, not in my mind. Applying Christ to my life was not an option. The only option was to pull a trigger. The only option was to pull a trigger. So I did it. It didn't go off. That bullet stopped in the chamber. So talking about armor, it starts with God. God is your armor. Jesus Christ died on that cross so he can be your armor. He was there for me at my weakest time. I felt his embrace. The next day I decided to, to look into a church just off of a Google, Google search, C3 church. All right, I'll try that out. People, what I, I walk into this building like two hours early, okay? Ridiculous. Like, I'm always early to everything. I have to be early. I, I'm paranoid that I'm going to mess up somehow, okay? I don't want to miss out on anything. So I'm there two hours early. But who is there? Who is there helping set up? Lonnie, my man Lonnie. Who else is there? Vince Craig. I didn't know who these men were. I just know they had a heart for me. And I didn't know why I deserved that. I had so much damage in my life, and I don't know how I deserved having two amazing men come up to me and tell me that I'm a good man, that I can be, that I can be saved. That same Sunday, Jürgen Matheson was there, and he preached over the congregation. And his word was about depression and anxiety, and it rocked my world. Ugly crying, people. Ugly crying, okay? So I'm gonna, I want to talk about how we get our armor, okay? I read this, and it, it just hit me. Okay, Ephesians 6, 11. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against devil's, devil's destruction. 
How do you build up that armor? You join a men's conference. You join a men's a congregation. These people love you. These people will change your life. Tuesday prayer changes your life. It is there for a reason. It is there for a reason. We don't have Tuesday prayer so we can sit on our ass. We don't just sit down and wait for things to happen. We take charge over our lives as men. We don't wait. We make it happen. And where do you make it happen? At Tuesday prayer. 6.30 isn't too early. 6.30 isn't too early. Let me tell you something. 5.30. 5.30 is not too early. I heard your voice, Vince. All right, Jesus, thank you. Okay, let me tell you something. I met a young man, last minute add-on to my team. My team knows who this is. He's a 17-year-old, and he rocked my world. He didn't know what he was getting into. He had no idea what was coming up. He joined us, and he started going around camp and, and meeting some of us. And just right off the bat, I introduced myself to him, and we had a great conversation. There were so many things that he had canceled to be there at Emerge Ranch. He just had that feeling that he had to be there. And let me tell you what happened. A radical transformation. That transformation came from an event of men. A transformation came from an armor, okay? This armor was formed around him because of these people that he had around him, okay? I watched this young man, I watched this young man get dumped in the water this weekend. Because he made that decision to step in instead of trying to step back. He pressed forward. He sewed in. He stepped into what could be, and he trusted God. He trusted him to make a change in his life. What an opportunity us as men have to go to an event like this and get that radical change. But that radical change wouldn't come if we didn't have the army already standing in front of us. Okay? We need that army there to have that change, to have that movement. These men in this building all can help make that change in one individual's life. You don't have to wait. You don't have to sit down. Be bold. Stand up and save somebody's life. Because Lonnie and Vince saved mine. It's a men's congregation. It's what you surround yourself with. That is your armor. What my team did this week was spectacular. Just like Tyson's team. Small team. We're not huge guys. I mean, you know, I got a little, I got a little weight. Not much. I'm pretty skinny in the arms, right? I'm not a bodybuilder. But our team placed 17th out of 40, at 40 teams. 
And it didn't stop there. It didn't stop there. Emerge didn't stop when we left that room, when we left that event. It continued on in my truck on the way home. For five and a half hours, the guys in my truck prophesied over, over each other and prayed for each other the entire five and a half hours. The spirit continued. The men in my truck transformed my life in a way we need to step into other men's lives and tr help transport their lives. We can do it. We can stand up and support others. And we need to. We need to continue men's events. We have to do it. Because there will be more conditions like my friend Jared. More men to be saved and more men to be dunked. And we want to be standing there on their side waiting for them to go through that transition. I'm thankful for this church. I really am. This church has given me such an amazing breakthrough that I'm starting to switch that over. My parents are extreme. They're extreme. They have just that bond, bond of religion. And now I've got my dad texting me, asking how I'm doing, asking what's going on in my life that I am so bright and so amazing. What am I doing different that has changed me? What radical, you know what I did? Jesus Christ, he's the answer. Everybody, this guy is coming up here. You're the man. I, you, you have a word over you. There's a word over you. And I'm so excited what you're going to do for this campus. Everybody, Abe. We're a match, man. What are you guys? Can you sit down today? Can I get my tablet? I left it there because I'm so excited. I'm so happy that we are real, a real church. Guys, I'm so happy. And I, there, there's, I can't say this enough, you know. Um, what is our flag, Lonnie? Lonnie. <laughs> it's good. It's good. I want to I wanna show you something. Can you, can you put what, uh, the 3 by 10 at the beginning? Who's going to be taking over? You have it there, the list. Because I learned this in the merch. The list that, that first, who was first? See this? And God touched me just right now. He said, this is prophetic. First place because Tyson was on number 10. Okay? And the second on the list regarding the 40 people, the 40 teams, it was Corey. And we went in the third place, actually, far away. I don't know where we land, right? But when they presented that, I was trying to see, um, is that the, the, the statistic from there or from here, you know? And then I got it, and then God told me, I prepared for this. God told me, I prepared this list the way you choose to be. He prepared that for us. So I, we have an amazing time, an amazing time on Emerge. The last words that my wife told me before we left, she said, baby, have fun. Yeah. I want to honor the life of Pastor Matt, Pastor Lauren. Thanks for giving us the opportunity for being here. Thank you. I want to honor the life of Pastor Vince and Pastor Becca. I love you.
When, when Vince told me, do you want to be a captain? I said, yeah, I can be a captain. And I got there and I said, yeah, I arrived to emerge. San Diego was fantastic going meet the other. Uh, we have to go to San Diego and meet our family in San Diego, guys. That is what we're going to be doing here in Salt Lake City. And I believe it's going to happen. So we have fun until we arrive to the camp. Let me tell you that I, I cannot get another shirt on me until I, I take a shower. So the first night I was like, oh, I can't sleep. And I see Antonio, he was like passing out, you know. He, he's sleeping, you know, but I couldn't. So it wasn't comfortable. The second night in Mexico, we do something that we call empanadas. That it's a piece of tortilla and then we put it with, uh, the, what is it, the name of the white flour, um, the, the sugar part, yeah. We put sugar and then they put that. I feel like an empanada because all the dust that we have on me and I was sleeping, it was very uncomfortable, very uncomfortable. And I started to think, what am I doing here? When I, it's time to fill up my board, I was like, God, I, I, I fought with addiction in, in the past. I was like, what, what can I put here? And then God started to work on my heart. And the, let me tell you something. It's not about just getting rid of the addiction. There is another level that God wants us to go. There is another level that God wants us to go. So I wrote on my board, I wrote on my board what, what basically... Uh, Pastor Matt has been preaching us. I want to be an alpha man. I want to be one of those. And I just write it in my, my own perspective, you know. And during the, the session, I want to I wanna say this really quick. Uh, second day, I want to quit. Second day, I, I wasn't an empanada. I think it was, a I don't know, maybe a tamal with something else. But it was bad. <laughs> 2 a.m., 3 a.m., I couldn't sleep. And we, we don't have time to, to, to do anything. We were just like going to the sessions and it was bad. We were sweating. The last game when we went into the, in, in, in the, into the dust, it was bad. It was bad. I don't know how my wife couldn't kiss me yesterday when I arrived. I, I told Antonio because yesterday when we were flying, he said, do you want to sit on the window? And I said, yes. He doesn't know why, because I said, so the guy who's sitting next to you is going to think it's you that want to stink, not me. <laughs> that was a trick, son. So in the middle of, the, of that, you know, the conference and on the games. And, and, and I'm, yesterday when they asked me, what do you think about the conference? I say something. But when, after I arrived home. God started to work on me. So there was a time when my team, and we have a great team. Allow me one thing, pastors. I want to honor all the captains and all the men that put a seed. Like I, I can see Travis, Lonnie. I can see Kate, Devin. A lot of people put, not only the captains. Please allow me to, as a church, recognize us. Can you please stand up? Please stand up. Rich, all the ones that put something. Please. I just want you to recognize, John, John, great job over there. All of you that did something, I just want to recognize that because it's not easy. It's not, I was there, I was like, Vince, Pastor Vince, you know. So, but then, in the middle of the conference, when we were on the games, and I'm seeing my team, my, my race was bad. I can't, I tried to do something, I couldn't do it. 
you know. So um, at the middle of, the, of that, by the way, Ben, when you jumped in, you inspired me. Ben, because they said, okay, who's going against these guys? Okay, and then we selected a champion, our champion, and then you go in into the ring. You don't know what is going to come out after you, you know. And then I saw this guy, and then I saw uh, Ben coming out. I was like, oh, Ben. Oh, Ben. But Ben was like, where's Ben? But Ben. But Ben was, he went, he was, I want to go. I want to go, I want to go. And then he go. And then he did it. And then after that, BJ, uh, he was my captain for the games. And he's like, I don't have another one. And I see, whoa, that, that's the captain. I have to go. So I turn around to Antonio, wrap my, my dress, I'm going. So I went, and let me tell you guys, for those ones who knows me, my, my kids always tell me, Dad, the youth doesn't know when you are upset or not. They said that you're kind of like empanada, really good empanada with that sweet, you know, flavor. And, and they say, we told them that they don't know you. Because when I get mad, I get really mad. I get really mad. So, yes. <laughs> so... I went with that, what I did, and I didn't recognize that, that I put a line. The same way I put a line to my, my what I do when I work with any kind of scenes, you know, and, and here's where, what I learned from, from Lonnie. Your testimony was impacted to my life. Self-control. I was asking God when I was writing, like, should I write? I shouldn't feel attracted to women. I said, no, because I want to feel attracted to my wife. Yeah, I want to feel... I want to, it's about self-control, self-control. And I say, oh, I don't want, so I put a line on the anger. I don't, and I don't get close to that. I didn't want to get close to that. Every time I'm facing something like that, I just like, okay, I'll let you deal with you, think. And I want to walk away because I don't want to get upset. But in that game, I went in. I went in. <laughs> When I grab, the game is sumo. When I grab that, uh, uh, that, that, that what, what is it called there? The tag? Yeah. I grabbed it and I saw the guy in front of me, something triggered. And I just went and went and went. And I don't want to stop. I don't want to stop. I don't want to stop. And something triggered. Something triggered on me. You know what happened? The referee entered and I didn't see him. I punch it. I punch it because I want to get around the guy who was on the other side. I said, no, nothing. I'm going to get you no matter what. God told me this morning, that's what I want to do with the enemy. That's the attitude I want against the enemy. That's the next level. It's not about quitting your addiction only. It's not about stopping. It's about getting forward, forward, forward every single time. I got home. I got home and I grabbed my daughters. I want my wife. And I was trying not to cry. But how many times with this attitude I just step away from many circumstances and I let them struggle because of this attitude. But God has healed me. God changed my mentality. Thank you, Lord, for your word. 
give the glory to him. I want to finish this. Pastor Leah, women, my whole Pastor Leah, she rocked it in the house. Oh, it was amazing. It was amazing. Pastor Jürgen is, why Pastor Jürgen preached the first one? Punish the thief. Punish the thief and the devil. Punish the devil. Punish the devil. Let me tell you, when I was driving, when I was flying back and the lady keep asking me to put my mask up, I was so upset. I was so upset. So upset. I was like, oh, why? And I see my son and, and he knows me. I was like, I'm so upset. Because I'm not aligning with what the devil wants to do in my life. Thank you, Lord. And, you know, it was such amazing seeing that transformation. I was like, what's going on with me? What's happening? And then what God is doing this morning, I started to realize, well, I'm still digesting what happened to me. So it is something amazing. And, and I thank God for this opportunity. I want all of you to stand up right now. Please, all the men, the men, the men, I'm sorry. Men, 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 men. Men and pastor man. When we started to sing that song, The Victory is Yours. And I prepared this. I got the verse. And, and, and God told me, and I, that's what I want to, I want to recognize God, you know. Because I've been asking for several months to hear the voice of God again. And then he told me, this is the word for you. He's going to confirm. On Joshua 6, God spoke to Joshua about Jericho. And then he said, but the Lord said to Joshua, I have given you Jericho. And, and it's king and all of its strong warriors. Right? He already had the city. God had the city. And then. On the next verse, God told to him, God said to, to Joshua, some of the men, oh, this is what happened. Some of the men marched in front of the priests with the horns and some behind the ark with the priests continually blowing horns. These were warriors. These ones, these people that went in front of God's presence in the back, these were warriors. God told me, well, before starting, that's what I feel impacted. He told me, I have given you this city. I brought you here because I have given you this city. These are your warriors. These are your warriors. These are your warriors. Don't sit down. I want to finish with this. I don't know if your wife is there. But look at your wife and look at the family and telling, I'm going to be accountable for coming every Tuesday at 5.30. I'm going to be accountable to my wife, to my daughters, son, to you. But now it's time for you to take it. It's time for you to take it. Because we're going to start to take territory. We're going to start to take territory. We are accountable to our families. I want to be accountable to our families. I'm not going to go back. I'm going to fight the next behind the wall. I want to find it. Lord, we're going for Soleil. We're going for this valley. Come on. Come on, give it up for Abe. Oh.
Oh. Wow. Just so you know, I didn't pick that order by where the rankings were. I asked God, I asked God to connect the preachers to land the plane where he wanted to land. I'm so proud of you, Tyson. You infused faith in the room. Corey, I'm so proud of you. You reminded, you reminded our church that Jesus never gives up. He can stop a bullet. And Ava, holy cow. <laughs> uh, so manly, I'm sweating out of my eyes. Me and you were walking back and uh, this conversation will highlight is that we were talking about how to be an alpha and humble, you know, cause you are, you're so honoring. And you see, you see that fire in him. See heaven works in a, uh, in a currency of honor. Bible says that when you honor a prophet, you receive a prophet's reward. Honor is always, when we bring our tithes, we honor God. Honor is the currency of heaven. We're an honoring church. And so uh, when he gets up here and he honors me, people honor Pastor Vince. You know, it's not like me and Vince go in the green room and be like, hey guys, I'm really feeling insecure. I need you to honor. No, no, there, there's a, it's the currency of heaven. <clears throat> and they're, they're tapped into that. We honor the word of God, and so we honor whoever's sharing the word of God. We honor the pulpit. We honor this building. We honor, we honor, we honor, we honor up. We honor sideways. We honor down. We honor. Now, I'm not a girl, so I don't know for sure. <laughs> but I'm guessing some of the ladies here are like, oh, that's a man. <laughs> I'd like a man that wakes up like that every morning and fights to win me, that has that kind of tenacity. That instead of, instead of when you say, honey, I'm not feeling appreciated or loved, and he goes, oh, that hurt my feelings. And he goes, what, what? We're going on a date. <laughs> There's a tenacity in an alpha male. <clears throat> Alpha's will die for their tribe, protect their tribe. Don't abuse their tribe. There's nothing toxic about real masculinity. That is a lie from the pit of hell. That is a lie from the pit of hell. The future is male and female, king and queen, okay? Our ladies know how to fight. Our ladies will stick a tent peg in the devil's head if they have to. But we're determined as men that they're not gonna have to but we know they will. Yeah. 
land the plane. I don't, I think he just go out and prosper. <laughs> Some of these men need to get home and give their wife a proper hug and uh, some of these guys drove all night to be here to preach so I want to leave it with this at our church we honor and there's something that that twinges in our spirit man and women when we see people honoring who they're made to be it's so funny I try to explain this to my wife said one of the most important things we do at Emerge is kick each other's ass for a whole day. <laughs> Sorry, I just, Corey did it. He's, I stood right where you were standing. I better move out of this anointing. Jesus, forgive me. The testosterone level will come down. Why do we kick each other's butt all day? Why do we battle? Because it reminds us what we were made for this. In the spirit, we were made for this. In our lives, we were made to fight. King David only dropped the ball when it was time to go to war and he decided to sit on the roof and relax. And so, do we rest? Of course. I encourage all you Emerge men, find some time to rest. Because you went and you got your breakthrough and you're bringing it home to your families, but... It took, it took a beating to get there. Amen? Amen? Our voices are proof to it. <clears throat> so right now, real quick, as we honor, I just want to give the invitation. Jesus is a real person who really does transform lives, who really does transform our spirit and transform our heart. And look, it was rowdy today, and I can actually feel... I can feel maybe some people, this was like, you're pushing back. You're like, whoa, hey, this, this feels like hype. They said the A word, you know, like I can feel that religiousness, but I'm telling you, God could care less about that. If our hearts are surrendered to him, if we're ready to fight the good fight. And so if you're just in this room and you're getting like, whoa, hey, I want a piece of this. I want to be in God's house. I want to be in his family. I want to give you an invitation to ask Jesus into your heart. Now, maybe you did this a long time ago and you know that you just walked away from him, or maybe you've never done this. But that kind of passion, that kind of fire, that kind of fight that comes directly from Jesus. And so if if we're going to bow everybody's head, close everybody's eyes, just to give this moment, uh, honor this moment honor this moment but if you need to do some work with Jesus if you need to give your life back to him and step into your God-given calling or if you uh, have just turned you took your life into your own hands and you've kind of like oops I, I kind of crashed the car see religion says oh man I screwed up don't tell my dad but relationship says oh man I screwed up I need my dad and Jesus is the way to the father can forgive anything. He can recalibrate. Like Corey said, you might be in deep depression, deep anxiety, but he is our alpha lion and he wants nothing more than to come in 
and set things right in your life. So if you need Jesus tonight, whether it's the first time or you're coming back to him, I want to pray this prayer with you. And I'm just going to ask you to raise your hand so that I know who I'm praying for and that you are making a movement to God and saying, God, I am ready to come home. God, I want you in my life like that baptism today, that's beautiful testimony. I am ready for you, Jesus, because this world has nothing to offer me. And I can see that now. So if you want Jesus on the count three, raise your hand so I know who I'm praying for. One, two, three. Who am I praying for? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you in the back. Okay, can I do, you guys can look up at me for a minute. I'm not gonna waste this moment. Listen, in this room are people like Corey, like Tyson, Gabe, that we all did that. We Like me, I raised my hand. And in church life, in church culture, God created a model. He said, uh, you create an altar, and we call this the altar. And when you come to that altar and you, and you bring a sacrifice, in the Old Testament, you would bring a sacrifice. Now Jesus was the sacrifice, so we don't bring a sacrifice. But when the opportunity comes, when you raise your hand in a room full of, of, victor, of people that have done that, it is so key. And so I want to step down off this stage. I'm going to ask some of my captains to come and, and put a hand on you. But I want to pray this prayer with you. So if you raise your hand, and you can bring a friend if you want, if you're a little nervous. But if you raise your hand, I want to encourage you right now that we're all going to stand up. We're all going to cheer. And I want you to come to the front here. And I'm going to pray a prayer with you. I didn't mean to trick you into this, but there's too many of you and I don't want to miss this opportunity. So let church, let's give those people a hand. If you raised your hand, come down here to the front with me. Come on, come on. If you're coming to the front, come stand right here. Just face me. Just face me, just face me. Oh my goodness, I am. I did not know there are this many hands. Keep, if you're still coming, just come to the front. Come here. Listen, all right, I'm with you guys. I'm just gonna stand up here so I can see you guys. Um, emerge men real quick, just look. This is the atmosphere that's created when men that show up to Tuesday prayer are praying. When men that deal with their stuff are praying. Now, for you guys down here, we are so proud of you because this is the moment when we take a step and say, Jesus, I want you. When we say, Jesus, I want you to be Lord of my life. You open that door and it says, where we are weak, he is strong that his grace is sufficient in all areas. And so whatever happened in your world uh, to this point, now Jesus steps in and he says, now I begin to correct and readjust and I will show you what my plans are for you. So this isn't the finish line. Yes, you ask Jesus in your heart. The Bible says that those who confess Jesus with their heart and believe that he died for their sins, they go to heaven. Listen, brother, there's a call on your life. believe in you. Okay? 
So Jesus is going to step in, and all we do is we say, okay, Jesus, I'm going to sit here in the passenger seat, and I'm going to let you take the steering wheel now. And this is the beginning of the journey, so we're going to pray with you real quick. This prayer locks it up. All is forgiven. All is set new because Jesus paid the price, but he doesn't stop there. Then he gives you his power, his resurrection life, and that's what's coming. So some of the best people in our church are right behind you. They're just putting a hand on you. The whole church, we're going to pray this out loud. You guys pray this out loud from your heart. Okay, so you're going to say, Dear Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for me. I believe that you took my sin and my guilt and my shame on that cross. I ask you to come into my heart. I ask you to fill my life. I give you control. I make you Lord of my life. Today, I choose you and I will follow you. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. I ask it now to come into my world and to come into my life. And thank you that today is a new chapter in an epic book that you're going to be the author of. In your name I pray, amen. Amen. Come on, church. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenchurch.com.